astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Today, we are celebrating Virgos as we are moving into the sign of Virgo here this Thursday. Mm -hmm. So as we have done in the past this year for the signs, we have gone deeper into the ruling planet and then talk about where that falls in your chart, how we can learn more about ourselves. And most people would assume that Mercury, you know, is the ruler of Virgo, which that's correct. But we already touched on Mercury when we did Gemini season. Mm -hmm. So today we are going to be focusing on Chiron. Chiron. That could be new for some people. Some people may not be, have that in their vocabulary of Chiron, that's C-H-I-R-O-N. Uh, but I would definitely call it a co-ruler of Virgo. Yeah. It would tie to the sixth house. And you'll see it hopefully as you go through. Uh, you know, we know that uh, Virgo has a general flavor of wanting to be better at something, wanting to achieve, do things right, get 100% on the test, that type of driven uh, energy. And Chiron plays into that. And we'll get into the details of that in a few minutes. Yeah. Because we did mention Mercury, we probably should just say, you know, Mercury uh, is retrograding right now in the sign of Virgo. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of fear tactics revolved around that. Oh, no, Mercury's retrograde. Don't do anything. But just be sure to lean into anything that begins with re as we go through about the middle of September. So reorganize, rethink, redo reconsider, use this as a time to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. Reclaim something. Reclaim something. That's a good one too. Yeah. Yeah. The idea is like you're taking advantage of the energy that's already um, around us instead of being blindsided by it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd like to bring up that uh, in talking about Virgo, um, I'd like to point out that it's mutable. Maybe you're aware that there are some signs that are mutable versus cardinal um, or fixed. Uh, The idea here is that uh, Virgo, Sagittarius, Pisces, and Gemini are all mutable. And it's an easy way to remember it because all these signs kick in in the calendar year when we're in the last 30 days of a season. So the last months of spring, the last months of summer, the last months of fall, the last months of winter. So here we are, you know, and I can testify, I'm sure everyone can, that, you know, even though it's summer, we're starting to feel like it's fall, whether it's back to school, whether it's the retail displays that are out there already of, you know, sweaters and scarves or plaids. I'm sorry. Halloween candy. Halloween candy. Oh yeah. Even, well, even 
uh, Thanksgiving decor. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. And Christmas as well. So here it is. Retail just leads the energy, right? Obviously, but we're in that we're in a transitional zone. The weather can feel like fall sometimes at night, even though it's still technically summer. And depending upon, you know, what latitude you're sitting at in, in, in the country, you know, I mean, you'll have different experiences of how what the weather is like. But that's a big clue right there. So we know we have a mutable, which is changeable, which evolve. These signs, Virgos, evolve over time. Uh, and again, I could pull out the other ones as well. Um, uh, Sagittarius, Pisces, um, and Gemini as well. But the idea is they do evolve over the course of life, I think more dramatically. Yeah. Well, we mentioned chiron already and i think some people listening might be like okay what is this chiron right, you know because yeah. we don't recognize chiron necessarily as a obviously we don't recognize chiron as a planet um, well, it's a but, minor planet or subplanet, same as pluto currently true and chiron is a centaur meaning half man half beast mm -hmm. or half horse i think i've seen it depicted as as well right. Um, and it's heavily associated with discrimination, healing, and teaching. Yeah, it's associated with being wounded, wounded in some regard that you were excluded, you didn't fit in, um, you were wrong, or you're odd, you're different. So, oh my gosh, just think of elementary school, think of middle school, right? Think yeah. of high school, all the stories that we've all experienced where we didn't seem to fit in. That's the crux of Chiron is having those moments. And yes, yeah. they can be crushing in the, in the moment, but they're wonderful opportunities that end up inspiring you because you that, kind of recognize you are different, right? Yeah, and that's what we're gonna focus on today based on what house Chiron falls in your chart as to you know maybe where have you uh, had challenges that have then out of that created some sort of inspiration or words that you live by or something that you've really leaned into to possibly overcome those challenges or make sure other people don't go through those challenges. Yeah, you it ends up being a strength. Now, I don't think most people master this by the time they're 30. I don't think, oh, I got that. I'm on the right road. I think sometimes it may become after 30 years of age that you really finally grasp uh, the significance of an event in your childhood uh, or, you know, of in your, you know, later, you know, your high school years, you finally realize that, you know, wow, I'm still carrying that baggage. I'm still carrying that rejection. Yeah. So Chiron is the outsider, the misfit, or commonly referred to as the wounded healer. And mom gave the examples of childhood just because that's usually when we get our first encounter with Chiron. So the idea of failing an audition or embarrassing yourself in front of classmates, <laughs> being the last, you know, child chosen to be on a team. These would all be examples of that archetype of Chiron. Absolutely. And you know what, as, as I sit here, age 70, think, oh, that's so minor. That's so important. So you didn't make the audition. No big deal. When you're in the big picture of life, it doesn't make any difference. But in the moment, it is scarring. 
Yeah, right. You know, it's scarring that you reject it or that you're not good enough. Yeah. Chiron represents our, our core wounds mm-hmm. and how we can overcome them. But Chiron really teaches us that we're all unique from others, that we're not the same. So if we take that idea of the embarrassment or where we've felt left out, can we turn that into our superpower? Mm -hmm. And that's what we're really going to go through today as we go through all 12 of the signs. Yeah. And you might be just, I think you have a setbacks, but it turns out to be an inspiration. And we're just trying to maybe connect the dots for every, help everyone connect the dots about why is this so important to me? Oh, maybe it's tied to a wound that happened early on in your life. And now you have a passion for something, or now you make a point of cheering people up when they're depressed, or you make a point of whatever. You get the idea that there's, it, it's just so fun to figure yourself out. Absolutely. And even maybe if you can't see the picture as clearly with yourself, maybe you can see it through your children, through your spouse, through your friend, as you look to see where Chiron falls in their chart. So Mm -hmm. if you've ordered a chart from mom and me in the past, Chiron is specifically marked on there. It looks like a little K um, with a circle on the bottom, or if you kind of turn it on the side, it looks like a key. Um, and that would be where you would identify where Chiron sits in the in the chart. So we're going to run through all 12 signs, but we're also going to make a reference to maybe what house it may be sitting into. So you might want to listen doubly. So your Chiron could be in Aries, but maybe it's in the fifth house. So you might want to listen to hear that fifth house interpretation as well. And, and, and you know, one may speak to you more than the other, but it, you'll get a more complete picture. Absolutely. So before we run through all 12 of the signs, you're going to hear from a quick commercial break. Okay, welcome back. So we are discussing Chiron in each of the 12 signs and technically the 12 houses. So locate Chiron in your chart. And we are going to start with if you have Chiron in Aries or Chiron in the first house. Now, if you have Aries rising and Chiron in the first house, obviously you would be both, but we are assuming that you know, most people listening might think, oh, I have Chiron in the first house, but it's in a different sign or I have Chiron in Aries, but it's not in the first house. That's okay. That's what mom was saying is you're probably going to have to listen for two interpretations and meld them together. So if you have Chiron in Aries or Chiron in the first house, mom uh, put together a few things that maybe children would go through just to kind of paint this idea. And we want you to think of running for class president but only receiving a handful of votes. Yeah, that would be a big blow to the ego. Maybe being embarrassed. You could have anger. So the wound could fester as I'm not worthy. Oh, I'm, 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 I may become more aloof because now I don't know. I thought these people trusted me. Now I don't know. You understand you could feel isolated. You could feel threatened. And you might need continual reassurance that you're, you're good. You're number one still in my world. So someone who hasn't maybe processed this and turned it, turned the wound into gold, let's say. Um, yeah, they can be difficult people to be around. So this person's superpower could be that they've felt alone or they've felt isolated. And so now one of their goals in life is to encourage others to embrace their own individuality. 
they might channel anger into a very creative expression and they might model a lot of independence. So free thinking from other people, releasing the thoughts of others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great example of it. The United States, by the way, the chart of the United States is, has this, and again, we're not going to get deep into that topic, but Ooh. we can see where <laughs> it, it makes some sense. Needing reassurance, you are number one. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Keep patting me on the back. I'm I'm from the states. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that could be a whole topic. Yeah. Um, right. ne next, right. we're going to talk about if you have Chiron in Taurus or if you have Chiron in the second house. The childhood example would be think of telling your friends that you don't want to participate to avoid saying. I can't afford to participate or my parents aren't available to take me. Yeah. Make up an elaborate lie. You can't afford it. You know, your parents wouldn't allow something like that, you know? Uh, and so you have to make up a lie about to cover because you want to be part of, you want to make it act like something else is holding me back. It's not that we're not wealthy. Yeah. So this can be an influence where kind of you can resist change. You know, there's a fear, maybe a financial insecurity or watching other people lose something significant in their life and seeing how they're suffering. So it can cause you to get very conservative. It can cause you to maybe turn to like creature comforts, things that, you know, and I'm talking creature comforts like pillows and softness in your life or a real comfy couch or a bed that you love because you're trying to comfort yourself reassure yourself protect yourself create security on the other hand some people might get into overeating over drinking uh, they could have money you know they're obsessed with money so therefore they probably would have money issues now that's the unconscious that's that that's the wound so to speak so in order to turn that into a superpower, you might excel at creating serene environments. You might become very savvy when it comes to financial planning, or maybe you're the person that you know how to hold down the fort, if you will, during very turbulent times. You could be the calm one amongst the storm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And by the way, Kyron always has some, in the end, I want to teach other people about this. I want to show that, you know, so this idea of wanting to teach other people or model, you know, how they could create this serenity in their life. Yeah. Chiron in Taurus or Chiron in the second house could have grown up with no money. Right. I, well, I shouldn't, I mean, that was very blunt, but grown, yeah. they could have grown up with money, you know, yeah, lack of. setbacks, a lack of, and then as they got older, say, I'm going to be a financial planner. I don't want other yeah. people to experience what I went through. So how can I help them? Yeah. And, you know, I like sometimes we think it's so obvious to you. Well, this is where I grew up. So now I work very hard doing this. I'm thinking a lot of this is unconscious that we've been seeing, right? That it just kind of happens. And you're like, oh my God, I never thought about that. That's where it's where I'm really coming from. Yeah. Uh, we Next, we have, if you have Chiron in Gemini or Chiron in the third house, um, mom's childhood example would be someone that's identified as a gossiper or maybe someone that plays both sides. Mm -hmm. And unconsciously, these people might have a fear of being alone. Particularly Gemini. 
you know, where's the twin? Where's the other person? I need the other person to go do that type of thing. So they can so constantly be seeking approval. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And very sensitive about being judged. There could be sibling rivalry, things of this nature that just could very naturally kind of take hold in a chart. But when they turn it right, when they become aware of it, they become funny enough inspired. And that might be is a good word. They're inspired that I want to go out and create fun learning environments. Anyone can come in, you know, kind of an open, uh, open field here that I'll, I'll teach anyone. I'll show anyone. You're welcome to come in. But it puts a lot of focus on communication skills and this idea of making fun, putting some fun in the idea. So maybe, yes, could be wit or humor or comedy or something quite literal, but it could be, we're going to make this enjoyable. You're going to be somewhat, what, what's that word? Edutainment. Hmm. You know, we're going to educate you, but we're going to have some fun in the process. I think a superpower could also be uh, them being tools for like being a connector, where if the yeah. wound falls in idea of being alone or seeking approval from other people they probably don't want to see other people at a party just standing by themselves right so their superpower could be going up to them saying hi making a connection oh you guys know so and so together or she does art and she has a studio that they want to help other people connect so and so they can feel at ease and they don't feel that wound of being alone right very good Next, we have Chiron in Cancer or Chiron in the fourth house. And this would be the kid who moved a lot or was always the new kid in school. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the challenge there for them is that to feel safe, a challenge to feel safe. So they could hoard, they could hoard money because they want to feel safe. You know, this is a huge placement for emotional eating. Um, again, kind of a dated term. I think most people know stranger danger. <laughs> they mm -hmm. have, uh, you know, some sense of fear, fear, or who is that person? Should I let them into my life? And yeah, the other side of it, there could be just some family dysfunction that just disrupts the home. They don't come from a placid, you know, loving, tight little home environment. There could be something very unusual about their home environment. Yeah. So the superpower for that would maybe be creating kind of safe havens for other people. So whether they do that through their community, or they teach Sunday school on Sundays, or they adopt children, or their home is always the one that, you know, if you ever don't feel safe, you can come to my house. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, they could lead with uh, potlucks at their house, come on over let's eat together or the type that's always taking chicken soup out to somebody else. Um, their superpower is they know on some level, the sense of insecurity. They've been exposed to it. They've witnessed it. And now they're motivated, makes them feel good to uh, uh, your example earlier of maybe being a financial planner it would also fit into this category. I want to help other people feel secure and safe. Oh, they could be like a, a real estate agent. Oh, yeah. Getting people into a home. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. You know, some realtors speak very passionately about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Next, we have Chiron in Leo or Chiron in the fifth house. 
Yeah. You know what? This is, uh, again, you think of something when you when as a child and you think you can sing and then you sing and you're all off key type of thing and everyone kind of looks away, so to speak. That, that, that That's a wound, so to speak. And so the, the, the wounding here is this idea that I need validation. So maybe I'm going to um, be loud or noisy or I'm going to interrupt people because I have a need to be seen. Other people could just over present themselves. This is who I am and this is where I've been and this is where I'm going to go. You know, it's kind of in a turn off sort of way. So there is some sense here of drama. That would be a key element. I would think that those with Chiron in Leo or in the fifth house might be aware of the drama that they can create. Yep. So the superpower would be obviously empowering others to be their authentic self. Mm-hmm. And of course, leaning into the arts, the music, or even the stage. Yeah. So I kind of see this as someone like who maybe they failed on the stage themselves in school, mm-hmm. and but they became a theater teacher, that they are still empowering other people to have that self-expression. Well, and they may be a patron of the arts. They may have, they, ha- they have a full appreciation of what it takes to get on the stage and bomb or succeed. And so they're, they're a supporter of the arts. They buy season tickets. So sometimes it's not all great, really personal. It's just where you put your money at, show your support. That's true. Next, if you have Chiron in Virgo or Chiron in the sixth house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is generally some, somebody who wants to is motivated to do the best they can. Perfection would be the word, you know, people pleasing, cer- certainly. Uh, there is this is a very strong uh, placement because it's in that six. We get that discriminatory energy. Am I good enough? So they could have a lot of anxiety about what does the audience say? What was my feedback? What type of reviews did I get? Um, you know, and then themselves, of course, they can be very exacting. So there's the kind of the, the challenge that they've been faced with early on living up to some unimaginable standard they have in their head. Mm -hmm. So the superpower would be creating structures to help other people improve their lives. That can be from anything from home, home organization to wellness. Um, they also might be great at creating very empowering media. Mm Mm-hmm. And they also might be a storehouse for practical wisdom. Yeah, those Virgos, they have answers. How we're going to do it? Well, we'll this is we're going to go this way. We're going to do that way. You know, very strong. Yep. Next, we have Chiron in Libra or Chiron in the seventh house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this oftentimes has some link or some wound or some challenge that's been about status. That's been about do you belong? Are you worthy? It's seventh house is often has a little status to it. Who do you align yourself with? Oh, no, you don't align with us. You didn't make the cheerleading squad. You didn't you didn't pass that you your scores not high enough to get into Princeton. So there's a lot of things that kind of keep you out that push you back down, so to speak. And so we have this kind of seed that's been planted of uh, commitment and relationships. Uh, and kind of this kind of, I would say that paralyzing sometimes indecision about to go for something or not to, uh, anyhow, 
it, it can uh, on another level, kind of a different way to go at it. It can make you want to be maintain the peace no matter what. I don't want to be cut out. What does it take for me? You know, so these people can be very challenged in ending relationships because they're fearful of, you know, that brings back that idea that something is over, something's done. So pulling the plug is difficult for them. Yeah. The superpower from that would be supporting very peaceful communication. It's kind of like what mom said, um, where they might be saying, okay, what do I need to do this? So they might just know how to negotiate really well or how to create win-win compromises. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Next, we have... Chiron in Scorpio or Chiron in the eighth house? This one's a little bit deeper. It, it feels that way. Again, we're talking about what's been the challenge for the person. And this could be maybe some skepticism. Why are they asking me? What are they going to want me to do? So there could be a natural uh, skeptic side of, yeah, but what's the, what's the hitch here? So this is an energy that can obviously create some uh, issues related to jealousy someone else went with it and it was good for them i was skeptical of it so i didn't do it now i'm jealous about how things happened uh, so this is also interesting uh, a placement that oftentimes suggests you know the issues about how to extract yourself get out of certain type of relationships or commitments you've made to people the eighth house is powerful it can easily have something to do with money power status and some issues about getting pulled in or not you know wanting to get out and not knowing how to so to speak it's like over committing yourself to someone and realizing i can't do this yeah their superpower would be taking those struggles and learning how to help other people through their life crises so whether that's financial distress divorce births deaths or other major transitions so they could feel like they've become an expert in it because they've struggled with theirs and wanting to help other people get through theirs. Next, we have Chiron in Sagittarius or Chiron in the ninth house. Yeah, this is interesting because this may be, you know, subscribing to something and everyone thinking you're crazy. Like what, you know, someone kind of branding you, I, I, I'm just thinking of uh, elementary school and we were all Democrats for whatever reason that was, it was a Catholic school, maybe that's something to do with it. And there was one kid who was a Republican, a very proud Republican, and he just was always the odd person out and we're just always like playfully, but seriously on some level criticizing him. So there's a case where, you know, you, you got to get pounded down. You know this idea that uh you know that uh, my belief system is being rejected now this can you know can kind of suggest that you're not attached that you're kind of nomadic in somehow uh it can make you aggressive as you fight back sometimes uh and it might you might get a kick out of always being the odd person with a zealous or overbearing philosophy or idea and then you may you know look for the next thing that you can bizarrely, you know, shock people with. Yeah. The superpower of that is just being more of a big picture type person. So mm -hmm. not necessarily focusing on those smaller interactions, but saying, okay, what is the bigger picture of this? Um, they also might really foster diversity and inclusivity. So I'm thinking of like an HR director or something. Again, that's more of just a career. You can do these yeah. on smaller scales, like mom was saying. Right. Right. 
Exactly. Next, we have Chiron in Capricorn or Chiron in the 10th house. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the setback there is usually public in nature. That's the key to it. So the wound is going to happen where we all saw it. So the idea of someone failing, someone did not living up to expectation or being um, criticized by a parent in front of their friends, something where we're being dressed down. And so the, the, the wound becomes this sometimes over ambition because now we have to make up for that at what has occurred that made us feel badly. Now we're really going to throw ourselves in as adults. If someone's still in that mode, their, their career is their escape. That's where they're getting all their identity. They need to continually prove, look at my status, look at my title, look where I live, you know, to prove to other people, I have self-worth. Mm -hmm. So we, they can get on that treadmill that can throw them into that idea of continuing to slog on continuously yeah the superpower of this would be just being very environmentally conscious or utilizing resources that provide for everyone and i am so embarrassed i'm drawing a blank but i'm thinking the gentleman that kind of redid downtown in las vegas oh yeah tony hesh yeah tony um he i feel like did that where he maybe shook up the way that people worked you know, they even talked about like the, the office was felt different. Like it was a much more kind of playful environment. It wasn't this, oh, the senior executive sits here. You know, I think he like sat amongst the people as well. That's what it reminds me of, like the superpower of being able to change that dynamic of power within the workplace. Yeah, that's a good example, actually. Yeah. Um, next, he, was, he, he appeared to be a workaholic. He did, but like just what he created for the downtown community. Yes. What he created he, for the community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I got for it. his employees. Mm -hmm. Next, we're going to talk about Chiron in Aquarius or Chiron in the 11th house. This is kind of a, a crazy, unstable one. There could be some sense of I don't fit into the group. So now I'm now I'm destructive. Now I'm going to taunt these people. I'm going to get back at these people. So there can be some sort of rebellion. There could be retaliation. I'll show them. Uh, that what's weird about this one is that there's a detachment from emotion. Uh, uh, and again, that ability to not feel the pain of somebody else, or maybe to do something more harmful or more uh, critical to somebody else, or to say words that are harsh. The, the bottom line is they're trying to fit in uh, the uh, another person who's not leaning that way might say i'm desperately i'm desperately trying to get into this click i'm desperately trying to get into only this college i must get into this college so they really belittle themselves beating themselves up about who they're in line with who's in their group the superpower for this would be maybe just being a great activist Mm -hmm. So healing yourself through social justice or activism, also really leaning into the community. So fostering communities and a sharing economy. Yeah. So the whole thing here, and we have one more to go, but this whole idea of, you know, take what you've been, where you were challenged at early on, meaning the, certainly by the first 28 years, we're talking that this has happened for sure. Uh, some people multiple times in that window, and you turn it into kind of your grace. You, yeah. It becomes a, a point of inspiration for you that you enjoy when you uh, get get in this mode. 
So go with our last one here. Yeah. The last one would be Chiron in Pisces or Chiron in the 12th house. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oftentimes when one feels very cautious about boundaries, am I entitled? Uh, do I dare walk up front in the class and tell them I don't have a pencil? Well, you're feeling this sense of I'm not worthy and uh, the sense of uh, everybody else has got what they need. I don't have what I need. Now I'm going to act like I'm going to bluff them. <laughs> I'm going to act like I've got it. And when I don't have it, you know, and maybe I'll suffer. Maybe I'll be seen as the outcast or something in the process. So there's the wound that takes place there. Uh, it can be as well someone who doesn't, who, who needs to, to kind of be in more of an escapist environment, the daydreamer in class who can never be there when the teacher is calling on them. Uh, so there can be some of that as well, but it creates this, this uh, onus, so to speak, that the person isn't isn't uh, being seen they're in the 12th house yeah so the superpower to this is helping other people let go of limiting beliefs uh, maybe really le leaning into spiritual leadership mm -hmm. we can even throw mm -hmm. psychic powers in there um, or helping other people live out their fantasies yeah which yeah, i think even a talent agent right or a producer, a director, someone who's going to bring structure that creative people can express themselves. Mikey or... has this in his chart. Mm -hmm. And I know one of his kind of famous lines is like, come down to the dealership. Like, we'll get you in a car. Like, we'll let you test drive one. Mm -hmm. And people mm -hmm. are always like, oh, I get to test drive a Porsche. You know, like that yeah. idea of letting people live out their fantasies. You know, he's not trying to sell it, but he's, and a lot of people don't even take him up on it but it's that idea that he feels like he's offering something to someone that maybe that's been a lifelong dream to sit in a Porsche. That's interesting. You know, I have it as well. And uh, just a simple story, but I was a very huge creative writer in elementary school to the point that when my parents went to, you know, the parent teacher conferences, where did she get all these ideas from? You know, my parents were very embarrassed because they thought there was some reflection that I was writing my personal storylines. And I, I wrote in, I wrote about a family called the Hill family and they had wild things happening in their home, wild things. And their home was always a mess and they was always having all these capers and people dropping in unexpectedly and all this stuff, which my mother was just so embarrassed that she thought I was writing about our home. I actually was writing about a friend's home that I thought was so fun to be in. Uh, but anyhow, uh, the idea of imagination and, yeah. you know, it, it, I became a little bit, you know, I'm talking like fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, that type of thing. I was like, that was my jam, so to speak. It was escapism on some level. And I got a pretty healthy, it was a pretty healthy environment, but again, my parents didn't think so. Well, it sounds like you almost got punished for doing that. Almost, or, yeah. Because, you know, like there's got to be some people are thinking this is the nuns are thinking this is us. <laughs> right. Instead of being praised for, oh, the creativity and the writing ability, it wasn't right. praised. And that was your art. That was like your artwork. So yeah. I'm sure it felt. Yeah uncomfortable that they were talking well, about. Well, it made me that. think twice, like, oh, maybe I'm not supposed to say these things. Yeah. Right. Well, that. I became an astrologer, <laughs> so I couldn't. <laughs> so you can leave into that 12th house stuff. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. So hopefully everyone could learn a little bit more about Chiron. 
you can investigate it, you can Google it, you can learn a lot of interesting things about Chiron. We just want you to understand that Virgo, how we serve in this world. Most of us think it's, oh, my job. This is what I, how I'm serving. Well, we often are little social workers out there. We don't even realize it. And we're using our Chiron energy, and this is what we're doing in our, our side gig, so to speak. We are, you know, motivating other people, or we're supporting things in the community for a better, for more, a more perfect community. Yeah, I love that. And also, if you are looking at your chart and you have Chiron sitting on the angles, meaning that it's sitting on the first, the fourth, yeah. the seventh, or the tenth house, or mm -hmm. Chiron sits right on your sun you know, you might relate to some of those words like misfit or outsider, oh. maybe a little bit more than you might've thought we were putting it lightly today <laughs> where you could say, yeah, no, I've been in many environments where I didn't feel like I quite fit in, but that is that Chiron thing about how do we differentiate ourselves? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. another episode in the books. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to speaking to you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.